the Comedy Zone podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Now offering video visits so you can take control of your orthopedic care from the comfort of your home. Schedule online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, you improved. From Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone Podcast with Will Jacobs. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast. Email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Hey everyone, welcome to the Comedy Zone podcast. It is January 13th, 2022, and uh, once again we come to you um, after the death of a, of a comedy legend. You know, Norm MacDonald late last year, uh, Betty White earlier this year, and uh, first right out of the gate this year we lose Bob Saget. And uh, it, it, it's, it's hit a lot of people... In really very um, similar ways, you know that that he was he was a very very sweet man, a very very nice guy, um, a comedy legend, a a comics comic. Everybody loved him. You know, a lot of times, you know, you'll hear comics uh, talk about each other and say, you know, not very nice things about other comics sometimes, but. Uh, I don't know that I've ever heard anybody say uh, 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 an unkind thing about Bob Saget. And, and um, in my own experience with him at the Comedy Zone, he was just a super sweet guy. Um, I got to work with him a bit, not on stage, but behind the scenes, recorded some shows with him while he was working through new material for uh, uh, one of his hour-long specials. And, and, and he was... The first guest on this very podcast, May 26th, uh, 2015, almost seven years ago, six and a half years ago now, uh, Bob Saget uh, did something he didn't have to do. He sat down with um, Will Jacobs, who was the host of the of the podcast, Out of the Gate, in between shows. You know, So he had just spent an hour on stage entertaining people. And uh, spent about twenty minutes with us um, in that in that little closet of a podcast studio just off the off the showroom at the Comedy Zone uh, here in Charlotte, and spent twenty minutes talking about his career and 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 about where he'd gone and and uh, Will Jacobs had opened for him and he was uh, extremely gracious to Will and extremely gracious to us. Um, at the time, we were one of the only comedy clubs in the country to have their own podcast now every every comedy club in the country has their own podcast and 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 it wasn't it wasn't a thing that bob had to do but he was so gracious and so kind and so willing to do that and 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 that's just uh the kind of guy he was um you're gonna get to hear that uh, conversation he 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 had with will in just a few minutes but um we just kind of wanted to stop down here and just uh, express you know our sympathies to to Bob's family, to the entire comedy the community for for whom this was just really uh, a gut punch. You know it uh, it came very suddenly. You know I don't know if he had any pre-existing health conditions. There's some history, obviously, in his family. He lost a sister to scleroderma. 
He lost one sister to um, uh, an, an aneurysm, and now Bob Saget gone way too soon at the at the age of sixty five. Um, a couple stories. Uh, uh, um, when Bob had hired me to record his shows at the Comedy Zone, we were recording just audio, and I had a problem with his second show uh, um, that evening. There was a problem with the file, and I tried. I was working to get it. Um, to be able to extract the audio and to save the file. And and he had been such a sweet guy that I felt horrible having to go back to him and saying, you know, I'm having a little bit of trouble with the second show. Um, you know, I got the first show just fine, but the second show, there might be an issue with the file, which happens sometimes. We, it, it, even, you know, today as um, technology gets better, um, files sometimes get corrupted. Things happen Audio tracks get buried in files. Um, it still happens every now and again. But the means that I was recording with was 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 imperfect, and I had to go back to one of the nicest guys on the planet and say, you know what, that second show, I just might not be able to get it. So I went back to him. It was in the green room, and you know, I gave him the um, a thumb drive. I gave him my thumb drive, as far as I. I know he he still had my thumb drive my my own my own personal thumb drive and uh um and said hey you know the first show is great you know I'm really sorry I tried to get the audio from the second show and it's just not working out and he just looked at me and he said um he wasn't angry about it he wasn't upset he just said but that's the one I need and he responded in such a way that I just felt like you know all right I'm going to have to get this file for him because because he was just so sweet about it and just so not angry, not upset, just, you know, that's the one I really need. The other clients I've worked with in the past would have been upset. Other clients uh, that I probably work with now might have been upset. But um, And so I went back and spent all night trying to extract the audio, and I did finally get it, and I was able to Dropbox it to him, and everything was fine, and he said, a very sweet email email to me afterwards saying that he appreciated the uh, the work I did. And he didn't have to do that either. He could have just said thanks for the file. He could have just accepted it and you know not responded to me at all. Um, but that's not the kind of guy he was. And 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 the comedy, you know, whether you liked his his comedy or not, you couldn't argue about his impact. Certainly culturally in the United States from Full House to um, America's Funniest Home Videos to the work that he did on stage as a stand-up. Um, he, he would invariably, he would come to Charlotte for like one weekend out of a year. And he was just here, I think in November. Um, and he would sell out shows invariably. And there would, would always, the, the Danny Tanner persona from Full House was not who Bob Saget was on stage. And and you would think that everybody would know that. You would think that they would know what they were getting when they bought tickets to a Bob Saget show. And yet, invariably, there was always someone who would bring their kid <laughs> to a Bob Saget show. Like, this is not a show that a kid should be seeing. Um, uh, or, invariably, there would always be somebody who would walk out in a Bob Saget th- Thinking they were seeing uh, Danny Tanner. But uh, you know they definitely were not, and and his onstage act was not for everybody, um, especially if you were, you know, if you th- if 
if you thought you were seeing Full House Bob Saget. Um, uh, those are the things that I remember about him. But he, after the show, in between uh, the shows when he was going to sit down with us, he would, um, uh, he had walked a table. And uh, walking a table means that somebody during the show got up and walked out. And the Comedy Zone, pre-COVID, when it was sold out, seats about 400 people. And so he walked a table, which would mean um, four people got up and walked out um, uh, in the middle of his show. But the other, say, 396 people stayed and watched his show. And he would say, or he said, as we got in the room, off of the showroom to start recording the podcast, he, um, he looked at Will and I. Now, he had just made the night of 396 people, right? He had just given them joy and given them laughter for an hour and a half. Um, he did what Bob Zagat does. He walked a table of four, which means four people got up and left. And instead of focusing on the 396 people who found joy on that evening... He looked at Will and I, and he said, what do you suppose happened with those those people who left? Why did they leave? What do you think that was? And I think he probably knew why those people walked out. I think he probably understood um, that some people show up expecting one thing, and, and when they get Bob Saget stand-up, that may not be what they were looking for. But you know, instead of focusing on the 300... And 96 people who enjoyed what he was doing and who had a wonderful time and who laughed uh, as loud as I've ever heard any comedy crowd laugh. Uh, what stuck with him about that show in the moments right afterwards were the four people who got up and walked out. And a lot of comics do that. A lot of comics don't focus on the wins. They'll focus on on that one guy in the audience who's not laughing with his arms folded. But uh, it seemed like it really pained Bob and and and... It was an interesting moment and an interesting look at who he was when he when he kind of let his guard down. So, um, you know, I'll miss seeing Bob when he comes into town. Um, well, certainly, I know the Comedy Zone family will miss him quite a bit. Um, just, just a very, very sweet guy. If you feel the urge to um, maybe remember uh, Bob Saget or do something nice in his memory, he did so much work for the um, Sclerodermer Foundation after he lost his sister to um, 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 scleroderma, um, you can go to uh, SRF Cure. That's srfcure.org, srfcure.org. Make a donation in his name. I know that uh, that, that would make him and, um, and his family very happy. So what you're about to hear is um, literally the first interview uh, ever in the history of the... Uh, of the Comedy Zone podcast six and a half years ago from May 26, 2015. Bob Saget talking to uh, Will Jacobs on the Comedy Zone podcast. Safe home, Bob. You'll be missed. Mr. Bob Saget. Will, sir. How, how have you been enjoying Charlotte uh, this, this weekend, his shows, having fun? Quite a lot. And because you are such a good comedian, it makes it an absolute pleasure. Oh. You're really uh, quite great. 
Wow. I really appreciate that, Bob. At comedy as well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know you're a good lawyer. Well, look, I'm, look, I know you're a Philly guy. You're from Philly. Yep, I, I grew up a little bit there. And I'm actually from Chester, Pennsylvania. Oh. Yeah, I'm from right there in that area. So right. as a Philly guy, I know I can hit you with some hard-hitting questions. Yeah, you can hit me and with you can all that. I went to Temple University, so I... Oh, have, you're an owl, so here it, we go. I, I am an owl. Yeah. So, here, well, let me, let me first... Uh, ask you something I know the people are wondering. Right. Okay. One of the first questions I want to ask you is, what has it been like to work with me? It is amazing. Yeah. You're right here when I need you. Yes. I have never, uh, actually, it always feels new to me. It feels brand new. <laughs> and I know that uh, things between us are good because we hear the sound of chairs moving. Yes. <laughs> it's like we're recording this on... Uh, on a moving church. That's exactly how it sounds. <laughs> but I feel, I feel like we bonded this weekend. I we really have. do. I feel we like have, you and because I, I, I actually uh, double stick taped my foot to you. <laughs> I know. I want us to be in a in a one legged race. That helps. That helps. <laughs> so let's so let's uh, dig into uh, one of America's favorite shows. I know you've talked about the stuff you've done a million times. Yes. Even with no one there, I do. Even with no one there, you do it. So but let's talk about uh, Full House. Right. Quick, yeah. hard hitting question. Yes. Okay. Why no black people on Full House, Bob? Uh, we had uh, we had uh, black people on Full House. Really? Yeah, we had Taj and we had the little uh, beautiful. They're they're older now. The sister sister, the the twins. Did you? Yeah. Um, and uh, we had, uh, but it was it was a white family. Yeah. And we didn't adopt and we didn't uh, have any <laughs> mixed relationships because my character didn't uh, really date much, so there wasn't even a chance for me to. Uh, to have brought another family in. well, uh, or, And there wasn't any more room in the house. Well, that's true. There was a full house. It, it was, was a true. full house. What they decided to do was put step by step after it. Well, and they said, well, this will take care of that. <laughs> well, my family agreed that Uncle Jesse was close. John Stamos was close to a black man. Uh, I feel like if you would have maybe in one episode, just one episode, like had him vote for Jesse Jackson or something, uh, that would have covered it. I think I, he little, was close. A little politics on Full House <laughs> would have gone a long way. That was the least political show ever on the on the planet which is why I think people liked it it didn't really deal with anything we didn't really deal with anything of race or or politics or anything because yeah. it was really a show made for 12 year old girls right so uh, and we were all 12 year old girls when we made it John and me and Dave and <laughs> Well, that's, I mean, it's so much of a, a part of just Americana. I mean, that show, you're, I, like, when I think of the, round, the Mount Rushmore of TV dads, okay, there's you, there's... Uh, well, everybody's Huck. dropping off of it. Well, well yeah, 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 so, Dr. You know, Huxtable's one. And, well, I, I don't know, I don't think you can find that on television right now. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah, it's just tough. Homer Simpson's another. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and, and Bruce Jenner, those are the four. He was. Those are the four. Well, he's able to do both categories, too. He's going to be... Uh, <laughs> And he's a nice uh, person. I've known him for years, actually. I hosted the Winter Olympic Games, the Medals Plaza, and it was me one week, and then Tracy Morgan, and then oh, uh, wow. it was an interesting bunch of comedians. Uh, and um, and I hung out with uh, Bruce and Chris, and the girls were all little then. Wow. I had no idea they would turn into giant things with uh, promoting a, a wildly l large oiled up butt. I it, never, it's been insane. I've never expected any of that from these nice little girls that I would try to go on the bunny slope with. Well, uh, well speaking of large uh, oiled up butts, 
Uh, you've been massively successful in your career. That's the segue of all segues. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw the, you when you walked up there. You've got a, I mean. You know, I have no butt. you got some junk in the, you got a little bit of junk in the trunk. I have no butt. I have a little hippie hippie shake, but I got no butt. <laughs> Maybe it's your walk. I, my walk feels like I got a, a swagger. Oh, feels like I got butt swagger. Okay. There's zero butt. I mean, actually, I, I need like a, a basically a, an ironing board with a hole in it to take a poop. I can't even uh, regular. I got no butt, and I cannot lie. Well, you, well, those you, other mothers can't deny. They can't deny because I, I got no. Bob's got no butt, and Bob's anaconda don't want none, unless. Well, you I, my, my anaconda's not my butt. Oh well, the ass right. The anaconda goes in the butt. Well, hey, hey, I don't. I didn't say that. Well, I mean, come I, you on, know. you're you know the civil rights of everything. I you, you're illegal. You're illegal. You went to law school. I know. I did. I know well, exactly. You can, you, where we so you can't to. proclaim that the anaconda goes in the butt. Yeah, that's right. That's some people. That's subjective. You right. got to ask permission. Well, it's like they say: if the anaconda don't fit, you yeah. must acquit. Or, or or don't take a. I don't want to yes. curse on here. I don't want to make this bad. No, because sometimes people think a podcast is a chance to just say whatever you want to say. But yeah. a lot of times I don't even cur- I'm not even cursing that much on stage unless I get a. Well, sometimes I do. <laughs> just a smidge. A smidge when it requires it. Last night I cleaned it up a little bit for Lent. Well, uh, well, look, I, I, one thing I, I definitely wanted to ask you was uh, you, you've had all sorts of success in your You don't have to do another thing. Uh, ever in your life, and you're fine. Well, that's not true because I do. I mean, really? I do. Yeah, I mean, most people do. I mean, people that uh, people say you don't have to do another thing in your life means, I guess it means you have enough money you don't have to do another right. thing in your life. But that's not that has nothing to do with whether you do another thing in your life. Well, what am I going to stay at home in a space station? That's or what I was going to ask you. See, I was going to ask yeah, you. you have to, I haven't even done what I wanted to do yet. I haven't been able to just get the movies out right now. I'm tr- I'm working on getting an independent film made that I'm acting in and directing and have mm. a whole cast of people cast and. And I have I have not had the freedom artistically to do all the stuff. I'm getting ready to do another television show. I've got a bunch of different projects that are good yeah. that I'm working on and they're in development. I would never. They, I, I came here and there's another place I'm doing. I'm doing um, one other club in Irvine, which is nice in mm-hmm. L.A. So I'm basically home. Mm-hmm. And then one other place in Denver at the end of the year. And then I'll just do some hard dates. So I'll do like I came off of a, a five-night theater tour. Right. Uh, and I don't really do it otherwise. I don't like the road. Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, I, I, yeah, I'll do another hour special when I feel like I have it all teed up. But I don't, I'm not living to be on the road. And sometimes I like it. Or sometimes you just, the door opens up and you end up, playing more but now i I, yeah i only do this by choice yeah so i came here because i like charlotte and it's been nice to me before but it's only my third time i was here when the club first opened and then i was here not too long ago a few years ago Mm -hmm. when i chipped my tooth on a chicken wing i remember i talked to your dentist (laughs) he was here and he was he had a couple sheets under the wind right oh yeah oh he was feeling good he was way supposed to he's out for the night at comedy club he wasn't drilling this is true this is true he was not drilling but i don't but i do it because i I try not to do stuff i don't love i really do because i did so many years of uh suffering (laughs) right things i had to do being kind of boxed in well i just wasn't happy i just started with nothing and i uh Lived in a single apartment in Palms, California, and I would work at the comedy store for seven years wow. trying to get jobs. But uh, then I met Richard Pryor and Robin Williams <laughs> and Rodney Dangerfield, so I, I came up watching all the, the, the best people of their time. Right. And then I learned a lot, and then things started to happen after about nine years. 
uh, uh, doing stand up. Maybe ten years doing stand up because I started when I was seventeen. So, ooh, wow! So it's you all knew it's early. a journey. Ooh. Yeah, I didn't know. I just I was also doing improv, and I was a film student. So I did a bunch of things all at the same time. Okay. I still do. I still like do things. I do like five things. None of them well, but uh. <laughs> well, I, well, I've told people uh, about you, and the one thing that strikes me is above all of your accomplishments and everything you've accomplished in entertainment and elsewhere, the most impressive thing about you to me is your humility and uh, you're so down to earth you're so approachable oh, you're really so nice. nice no you're an awesome guy well people are supposed to be well, well and and i was going to ask you what do you attribute that to your family upbringing or i mean kind of and just watching how people mistreated me a lot mm-hmm. and watching and now that i'm a little older and i i get to you know be in whatever kind of uh, respectable place some people respect me at. I mm-hmm. and I have three daughters. I think having three daughters, being raised with good moral values, and uh, the only reason I chose a con- kind of stand-up comedy that was a little off-road was because I just uh, it took pain and put that into the comedy. But like the mm-hmm. book that I wrote called Dirty Daddy, it's a right. New, York, New York Times bestseller. Yeah. I didn't know that. I was that's what I was shocked when they told me bestseller. Yeah, I got all excited because I didn't know I bought that many copies. <laughs> but it, the whole point is, if you're not a, if you're not a good person, then I mean you don't always have to be nice. People can violate your space, and then you don't need to associate with them. Right. But I, I just think people should be. I just treat people like they deserve to be treated, which is uh, well. Well, it's you're you're absolutely fantastic, and it's, it's great to see that comedy's been that outlet for you. Well, thank you. Yeah. You have the same kind of uh, quality, which is why, and I hadn't met you, but I'd watched your stand-up on, on the internet, mm-hmm. which I recently got. <laughs> and uh, You didn't see any of my other tapes? No, I didn't see it. The porn I didn't see. Oh, good. A okay. lot of your That's tapes, uh, uh, the signals are scrambled. There's a lot of blurred uh, images. Good, good, good. The lawyers did the job. But they, it's good. a lot blurred, so you're pretty impressive. Oh, yeah, I'm <laughs> pretty excited for you. <laughs> that girl with duck lips, I feel bad for you her. You felt bad for her? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, I, it's been a wonderful weekend, and uh, so happy to have you here. Uh, the, the shows have been awesome. You're awesome. And thanks so much for doing this. Well, really thank awesome. you, Will. I look forward to seeing you in the future. Because I'm going to be at your house when you get there. 100%. And wherever you're at, I'm going to try to be there. I'm going to be right there. Oh, we I don't have... care where you go. You're Everywhere gonna... I look? I'm there. There's <laughs> <laughs> a hand to hold on to. Comedy Zone Podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the Abbott Exchange Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone Podcast are Brian Heffern and Brian Bumpashevitz. Talent Wrangler is Mike Hall. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever. 